Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. Just in the beauty of his holiness, even as we see him for who he is, and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name I be prayed. And let God's people say, Amen. All right, I want to welcome you from any part of the world you're joining us from. Um, this platform is True Spirituality Network. And on this platform, we preach just one message. We preach the good news of Christ. You know, we're in a world whereby there are so many bad news. If you go online, if you go on the media, you will see at least one or enough bad news for each day of the week. In fact, if it is not bad news, it hardly makes the news. <laughs> and if it is bad news, it seems to trend very fast. And that is the world we find ourselves, where negative news seems to spread very fast than positive news. But you know, the beautiful thing is every single time you carry your Bible to study, you will see good news littered everywhere. And the, more importantly, our message is to preach the good news about Christ. If you read Romans chapter 1, verse 17, NLT version will say, this good news about Christ tells us how we are made right in the sight of God. When we talk about the fact that we are yet to preach the good news, that we preach the good news, the good news lays a lot of emphasis on the fact that we have been made right with God because of what Jesus has done on our behalf. Today, the reason why the born-again believer is righteous in the sight of a holy God is because of what Jesus has done. Romans 4.25 says he was delivered for our sins and God raised him from the dead for our justification. Therefore, as the believer, you are forgiven and you are justified. You are forgiven and you have been made righteous. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Christ and what he has done. That is what makes it good news. And blessed are you if you have preachers reminding you this from time to time. And this is what we do on this platform. Glory to God. We want to remind you that all your sins are forgiven for his namesake. And this was what the apostles preached. Everywhere they go to, they keep telling people, through this man, Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sin is preached unto you. If you believe in Jesus, your sins are forgiven and you are justified in the sight of God, something the law of Moses could not do for you. That is, that, that, those were the punchlines of the apostles when they go preach. Because under the law, the law could not make you righteous. 
the aim, the reason why God gave the law in the first place was to show how sinful man was. Man did not know that. God knew that. So the more you try to keep the law, the more you fall short of keeping the law. The more you try not to lie, the more you end up lying. Because the aim of the law is to bring out the sinfulness of man. In fact, Romans 5.21 says, The law entered so that iniquity might abound, so that man can keep sinning. That's why the law came. 1 Corinthians 15.56 says, The strength of sin is the law. This is the reason why, as a believer, God doesn't want it to be, God does not want it to be under the law. He wants it to be under grace. Because under the grace, it's not about you or what you do, it is about Christ and what He has done. The emphasis has changed from you doing to Christ has done. Our message is to keep unveiling what Christ has done for you. And through Jesus, you are forgiven. Through Jesus, no condemnation for you. Because of Jesus, you are forever justified. Glory to God. Okay, let's continue our series on the Psalms of David. Um, in the last session, we read Psalms chapter 32. We just read two verses. We're going to wrap it up today. Psalms chapter 32. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Psalms chapter 32. From verse 1, the Bible says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And I've explained this over and over that David was talking about my generation, the generation that was going to live after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Because if you're born again today, the good news is your sins are forgiven. And your sins are totally forgiven. That's a better way to put it. So you are not forgiven until your next mistake. So don't let the enemy make you feel as if, well, you are treading on eggshell. Make sure you don't make... Because the more you even get mistake conscious, the more you end up making mistakes. Your forgiveness in Christ is permanent. It is not a temporary thing. It is not a thing that God is going to change his mind about in the next few seconds. The forgiveness you have in Christ is permanent. Because Jesus only shed his blood once and for all. So you are completely forgiven. Yinka, to what extent am I forgiven? Very simple. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 answered your question. The Bible says in him, talking about Christ, we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of God's grace. You are not forgiven until your next mistake. You are forgiven according to the riches of God's grace. And the good news is you cannot measure the riches of God's grace. You can't qualify it. So therefore, you can't measure how forgiven you are. All your past sins, your present sins, your future sins has been forgiven in Christ Jesus. Dear believer, this is good news for you. Why is it good news? For a start, this is the crux of the gospel forgiveness of sins. You see, there are so many religions in the world, over 4,000 something, only Christianity guarantees you total forgiveness of sins. And because when you know your sins are forgiven, you can come to God with a true heart and a full assurance of faith. You can come boldly to the throne of grace 
no insecurity in your heart you can be honest with god your father you can tell him about anything and everything because you know you are forgiven but what if i make mistakes you can tell god about it because you know it's not a question of is he going to forgive me or not it's a question of he has forgiven me so i just want to be honest with him so you don't doubt the forgiveness of god in fact there's nothing more beautiful it makes you more honest it makes you more real it makes you more genuine with god all your sins are forgiven in the sight of god why because the person who died was not just a mere man that is jesus the son of the living god so david was inspired by the holy spirit and began to write about you and me blessed is the man blessed are those whose sins are forgiven because boy blessed are you if you have people telling you that your sins are forgiven if you are born again only true for the believer if you're yet to be born again if you receive jesus today because when jesus died he nailed your sins to the cross when you got born again that's the point you receive forgiveness at born again we receive salvation we receive forgiveness of sins we receive the holy spirit the book of psalms chapter 103 verse 3 says he who forgives all thine sins and heal all thy diseases and the bible emphasis on all your sins being forgiven and when you know you are forgiven by god past present and future forgiving the people around you get easy or better say it gets easier by the day when you know god loves you independent of you it becomes easy to love the people around you independent of them when you know god doesn't use your past against you god will not use your weakness against you it becomes easy for you to dwell together with people in unity and peace so dear believer these are the words of david in psalm chapter 32 and the second part is blessed is the man whom the lord imputed not iniquity and you know i think i explained this yesterday but let me lay a little more emphasis on it as a believer today god does not impute sins to you sadly there are some people that they think the holy spirit's job in their life is to point them to their sins i've had one person one time said <laughs> anytime he goes for a retreat the holy spirit will point him to some things he's not been doing right he said the holy spirit will point him and say this is anger here this is hatred here that is not the holy spirit pointing you to your weakness his job description is not to point you to your weakness his job description is to point you to christ because as you behold the image of Christ, as in a glass, you are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. The Holy Spirit will not point you to sin. It will point you to Jesus. That's, the, that's his job, job description. And anyway, it does not impute sin to you. David said, blessed is the man whom the Lord does not impute sin. Yinka, why would God not impute sin to me today, even if I fall into sin? The reason was be is because God imputed your sins, past, present, and future, in the body of Jesus. Second Corinthians five twenty one. God made him who knew no sins to be sin, so that you and I can become the righteousness of God. There's an identity exchange. The believer today, God only imputes righteousness to you. Why? Because over two thousand years ago on the cross of Calvary, God imputed your sins all of your sins past present and future to the body of christ do you understand what i'm saying 
Oh my gosh, this is awesome. So God imputed your sins to the body of Jesus so that when you go born again, he imputes his righteousness unto you. That is why Paul will say the gospel of Christ unveils the righteousness of God. You are forever righteous. But what if I fall? When you fall, the Holy Spirit will remind you you are still the righteousness of God and the goodness of God leads you to repentance. You change your mind because you know you are still righteous. When you say things you are not supposed to say, the Holy Spirit will remind you you are the righteousness of God. The Holy Spirit will not tell you, you see, you can't have a believer and you do this. No, the Holy Spirit will say, boy, you are still the righteousness of God. And then when he reminds you you are the righteousness of God, that your sins are forgiven, automatically you come to your senses. That's true. As the righteousness of God, I should not say something. It's like if you're a prince and you don't know you're a prince. When you do some things and they remind you, bro, you are a prince. You can't talk anyhow. You can't act anyhow. So the reason why you want to live a life pleasing to God is not because so that God can love you. He already loves you. It's not because God can, so that God can accept you. He, he has already accepted you. It's because you already accepted, you already love. So that even when you make mistakes, you will understand that your position in the heart of God does not change, will not change, because it's not based on you. It's based on Jesus and what he has done for you. God does not impute your sin to you. Why? Because God imputes the same thing to the body of Jesus. It would be unjust of God to impute the sin he has imputed on the body of Jesus, the blameless, the spotless Jesus, to impute the same sin unto you. It's called love, double jeopardy. But because God has imputed your sins on the body of Jesus, to remain a just and a holy God, now he imputes the righteousness of God unto you, the born-again believer, forever. And he's not going to change his mind because the gift and the calling of God is without repentance. Glory to God. Let's start the book of Romans chapter 4. Paul made reference to what David said. Romans chapter 4. Paul decided to quote and make reference to what David said in Psalm chapter 32. Romans chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to start in from verse 1. The Bible says, what shall we say then? Our father... Okay, what shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, had found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he art thereof to glory, but not before God. Now, by the way, um, Paul was beginning to lay a lot of emphasis on the fact that you, you are not justified by your works, you are justified by Jesus' finished works. It is the finished work of Jesus that makes you justified, not your own self-righteousness. This is the reason why God imputes righteousness to us. And Paul was like, you see, if Abraham were to be justified by what he does or what he does not do by his works, then he has something to boast about. He can only, however, boast before men because you can't boast before God. The law disqualifies the best of us. So even the best of us under the law cannot still stand inside of the Holy God. But the grace qualifies the worst of, worst of us. And that simply means Abraham was not justified because he did everything right. Blessed are you if you understand what I just said. Abraham was not justified because he did everything right. He was justified by faith. That's what verse 3 says. For what said the scripture? Abraham believed God. It was counted unto him for righteousness. The reason why you are righteous today is because you believe in Jesus and his finished work. It is not based on your works. Galatians 2.21 says if righteousness, if you could be righteous by your works, then Christ died in faith. We could not be righteous by our works. That is why God gave us the gift of righteousness through Jesus' finished works. Glory to God. Verse 4. Now to him that walketh, 
is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. By the way, the Bible says, if you work and you get a reward, it is not called grace. It is called you getting a salary. You deserve it. But verse 5. But to him that worketh not, but believe on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted unto him as righteousness. The Bible is saying God justifies the ungodly. Stop. Let me quickly throw this at you. Let me see if you can handle it. The Bible says God justifies the ungodly. If you put faith in Christ, God justifies the ungodly. The Bible didn't say God justifies the godly. That is what religion says. God will justify you if you do everything right, which you can't do everything right. That is why Jesus came in the first place. So, But the Bible tells me when you put faith in Christ, God justifies the ungodly. That is why Saul, when he became Paul, it doesn't matter what his past was saying, automatically was forgiven past, present, and future, and he became a preacher of the good news of Christ. So it doesn't matter what your past is saying, it doesn't matter what your present is saying, if you put your faith in Christ, automatically God justifies you. Even when you don't deserve it. That's why it's called the grace of God. The grace of God is attracted to your weakness. In your weakness, God's strength is made available. In your down days, God wants to be your supply, wants to be your strength. Because it's called grace. If you deserve it, it's not grace. If you don't deserve it, it's called grace. That's not even my message. Anyway, so verse 6, everybody listen now. Even as David also described the blessedness of the man whom God imputed righteousness without works. Oh my God, this is so awesome. So Paul was beginning to make reference to what David said in Psalms chapter 32, what did David say? David said, you know what? Blessed is the man whose, whose sin are forgiven, whose, whom God does not impute sin. Believer, God imputes righteousness to you. God does not impute sin to you. One more time. God does not sin unto you. God does not point you to your sin. God does not impute sins to you. Rather, God imputes his righteousness to you. God will righteous unto you. Glory to God. So the Bible says, Paul was making reference to what David said. The Bible says, even as David described the blessedness of the man, talking about you and I, living after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. David was like, you are so blessed. My generation is blessed. I am so blessed. Why am I blessed? Listen, blessedness of the man, unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. You, you see what I'm saying? The Bible says God imputes righteousness to you. David quoted it this way, that blessed is the man whom God does not impute sin. Paul was saying, David quoted that blessed is the man whom God imputes righteousness. Is it because this man does everything right? No. God imputes righteousness to this man because he put faith in Christ. When you put faith in what Jesus has done, even in your weakness, God calls you the righteousness of God. Because all your sins, past, present, and future, has been imputed unto Jesus so that the righteousness of Jesus, past, present, and future, can be imputed to you. Jesus was treated as if he was the world's greatest sinner. Why? Because he was carrying your sin. So that today you can be treated as if you are the world's most righteous person, even when you've not done everything right, because of what Jesus has done for you. He took your sins so that you can record the righteousness of God. He took your place so that you can actively take his place for the rest of your life. He loves you so much. And nothing can change the way God feels about you. Romans chapter 8 says, Watch us separate us from the love of Christ. And the Bible mentioned about 17 things that can never change the love of God for you. Not even your silliness, 
not even your stupidity, not even your past, not even your weakness. Nothing can change the way God feels about you. Oh, glory to God. This is awesome. I love this. Glory to God. So David speaks about the blessedness of those, talking about my generation and your generation. He said, unto whom God imputes righteousness without works. Emphasis, without works. Without your works, God declares you righteous. And if God declares you without, righteous without your works, your works can't make you unrighteous because your faith in Christ made you righteous. You know, there are some jokers, some people out there that believe and they think they can lose their righteousness or they can lose their salvation. That is against what the Bible says. Because you need to know what happened on the cross. Jesus' death was no joke. He didn't just come to come and die to give you a temporary righteousness. No. No. The book of Hebrews chapter 9 says, He obtained unto you and I, for us, eternal redemption. His blood. <laughs> if, if For you to think you can lose your righteousness, you are insulting the blood of Jesus. For you to think you can lose your salvation, you are insulting the finished works of Christ. You are trying to say the work of Christ is not finished. His works is finished. He is the author and the finisher of your faith. You are not the finisher. He will uphold you to the end. Don't be scared. Don't allow the enemy to make you feel as if you can miss it in the future. You won't because the one holding on to you, his name is Yeshua Hamashiach. You are not the one holding on to God. So don't be scared. He's the one holding on to you. So rest. Glory to Jesus. Verse 7. Saying, so he began to quote David. Paul began to quote David. Romans 4, 7. Saying, blessed are those whose iniquity are forgiven and whose sins are covered. You see what I'm saying? And this is David quoting. This is Paul quoting David. Psalm chapter 32. Verse 8 of Romans 4. He says, blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Now, let me ask you one question. Does this man or can this man sin? Yes. Will the Lord impute sin? No. Why? But that's not fair. That's why it's called the grace of God. Because God imputed all of that man's sin on the body of his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. You have no idea how awesome this news is. This is why I told you, anytime you open the Bible, there are so many good news you can fill your heart with. If your memory verse is, God does not impute sin to me. God does not sin on me. God does not condemn me. Because he has put all my sins on the body of Jesus. He has condemned Jesus for my sins. Jesus took my place, so I'm actively taking his place. You have no idea how that can make all the difference in your life. And this is the truth of the word of God. God does not sin unto you. God is not imputing sins to you. And if David could write this as an Old Testament, as it was inspired by the Holy Spirit, and Paul was shedding more light on it for us, God doesn't sin unto you. He's not the one always waiting for you to make a mistake so that he can use it against you. He's not the one to, uh, that is always waiting for you to make mistakes so I can say, you see, you see, that's not the God you serve. If God was willing to judge you for your sins, he wouldn't judge Jesus for the same sins. <laughs> God is holy. That's why he allowed Jesus to take your place. And to remain a holy God, you need to keep reminding you that you're taking the place of Christ. God does not sin unto you. God righteous unto you. God does not impute your sins to you. The reason is because he imputed all your sins on the body of Jesus. The only thing God imputes to you today is 
the righteousness of God is righteousness. And the more you begin to see yourself in the light of the righteousness of God, it makes all the difference in your life. The Holy Spirit in your life is your helper. He's not there in your life to nag at you, to keep nagging, to keep pointing you to your weakness. No, he is your helper. And he helper in the context of even in your ugly days, God is there for you, to help you. God's love for you does not change, even when your love for him changes. God doesn't change his mind. He has loved you with an everlasting love. He has forgiven all your sins, past, present, and future. You will grow in this knowledge. You have to remind yourself from time to time. Because your transformation lies in this truth. The more you behold, you become, even as by the Spirit of God. You know, I've said so many powerful truths. I want you to just rest and digest this truth. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Precious Father, we thank you because our sins are forgiven past, present, and future. And you do not count our sins against us. You do not impute our sins to us today because you imputed all our sins on the body of Christ. So all you do for us today is just to impute righteousness to us, apart from our works. And there's nothing more beautiful that we know than knowing that we have a right standing with you. It has nothing to do with our works, but everything to do with Jesus' finished works. There's nothing more beautiful. We rest in this truth. And so that every time we pray, we know we are standing on, on uh, we are standing in your sight, not based on our works, but based on Jesus' finished work. So you will answer all our prayers. You will hear us every time we call upon you. We give you all of the praise in Jesus' beautiful name. And let God's people say, Amen. And true spirituality, may the Lord bless you, may the Lord keep you, may the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be so gracious unto you. May you begin to experience the blessings of God all around you because you are the blessed of God. You are the favored of God because you have Christ in you. Glory to God in Jesus' beautiful name. And let God's people say, Amen. All right. I want to thank you from any part of the world you're joining us from. All these teachings are recorded for free, and then you can access them on Spotify, on Apple Music, on, on all platforms, on all audio platforms you can think about. And if you can't find it on any platform yet, send us a DM. We can look at ways to put it on that particular platform. If you want to support what we do, if you want to partner with us in any way, you want us to bring the gospel of Christ to your location, to where you live, to your city definitely we can do that just reach out to your send us a dm on our social media pages and then we'll be glad to definitely work that with you thank you so much the lord is my shepherd i have all that i need and what i'm doing right now begin to speak to you in psalms because ephesians chapter 5 says speaking to one another in, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody to god in your heart and I just want you to know, just like God says in Psalm 23, that He is your shepherd. And He's always with you, even when you don't feel it. So you have all that you need. You may not see it because your sight is limited. But if you focus on this world, you realize you have all that you need. Long before you were born, His supply is far greater than whatever you ever need on earth. If He could give you Jesus, He would give you every other thing you would ever need. Long before you get to that season, He has made provisions available for you. And he wants you to know this. Don't focus on your bank account to define who you are. If he could give you Jesus, he will give you everything. God giving us Jesus is the proof that he has done for you much more than he will ever do for you. He has given you much more than you ever need. So just focus on him because you have all that you need. And he has made you to lie down in greener pastures. 
in green pastures and when he wants you to lie down he wants you to rest and not stress because he's always working most times you don't feel it so you get worried you get anxious but he says in his word that he has made you to lie down and if he has made you to lie down then rest stop trying to figure out things on your own just allow god to do the things he's doing in your life and he leads you beside the still water where everything is cool calm and collected he restores your soul if your heart is troubled before you came here the lord has restored your soul in the mighty name of jesus oh glory to god and though you walk through the valley of shadow of death you don't have to be afraid because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world glory to god oh and surely god's goodness god's favor god's unfailing love is what is running after you village people are not chasing you <laughs> it's the goodness of god that is hunting you down it is pursuing you all the days of your life and you rest in the house of the lord forever and ever in jesus name amen If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So catch up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus mm-hmm.